Hey there. This podcast is titled Stop Aging Now. It's for entrepreneurs. It's for those of you who want to get to the next level. We're going to be teaching you about the seven secrets of health. This is an incredible podcast that can transform your life, your relationships, your energy, that you can invest in your career to take your opportunities to the highest level possible. Stay tuned to the very end, an amazing offer by visiting stopagingnow.7pillarscoaching.com. Stay tuned. You're going to hear amazing guests and yours truly, Dr. Nick Delgado, take you to the very next level. Your mindset, your sleep, your ability to improve your diet, your exercise, what hormones, how to balance them, all of this and more. Let's listen in. I'm with Ira Goodman. Dr. Goodman, you and I go back maybe more than 20 years, would you say? Yes. And you're one of the guys that kind of understands the big picture, how I approach with my newest book that you just got, Stop Aging Now, The Seven Secrets to Look and Feel Great. You are only as strong as your weakest link. But I would go further because people don't know that nuances of why would I recommend like an oil-free plant-based diet? But I don't want to be stamped. A stamp cast, you know, like he's always talking about diet, but diet is a pillar. And we talked last time about hyperbaric oxygen. So I want to kind of, I love how you do such a deep dive and analysis and, and, and monitoring things. So let's, let's have a little bit chat about what does it take to combat aging? It's, it's the toughest thing we're, we as older gentlemen are up against. So yes. let's talk about this. Well, for all the yeah, listeners. there are several pillars. If yeah. you think of them as legs on a desk. Okay. First, the most important is diet, as you said. Mm-hmm. Then on the other end is exercise. Okay. And then there's, there's detoxification. Right. And then one of the main pillars I always stress is exposure to oxygen. Okay. In some way, either hyperbaric oxygen or LIVO2 or a hydrogen, uh, nebulized hydrogen peroxide, or even ozone. And I use all of those. Now, you never actually tried where you're depriving the body periodically of oxygen, which I'm in amber. Yes, I do. That's live to No, 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 no I haven't cyclic, tried. cyclic variations and adaptive conditioning, a whole nother level. But okay, well, let's talk about each of them for, for right, now. right now. I'll cover what I know and you cover what you know. Okay. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Now, I, I started to use this device called LIVO2. Have you, have you yeah, heard yeah. of that? Mm-hmm, of course. It's a big bag, about seven feet by five feet. You hang from the ceiling and it's matched with You're all not, expressive. So when ox- you pull your arm away, you get an gotta- oxygen concentrator. Okay. So it takes about an hour to fill up this bag with about 95% oxygen. Okay. Then you get on a bike and put on a mask and exercise with oxygen. Okay. And then at some point during the exercise, you turn the switch so that it cuts off the oxygen to about 10%. Oh. So it's a hypoxic. There and you you're go. you're wearing a pulse oximeter. Okay. So you can actually see your PO2 go from 99 90. to about 85. Got it. And you stay there for a minute or two. Okay. And then... You know, you're, when you're deprived of oxygen, your brain and everything else, and then you switch it back and it floods in, you know, and that's what, you know, causes the uh, mm-hmm. uh, The release of EPO, erythropoietin, right. somewhat or, probably. Or hypoxia-inducible factor, right. just like okay. hyperbaric oxygen chamber. Now, I have a hyperbaric oxygen chamber now. A portable chamber. No. Oh, you got to steal chamber. one finally. Was that a new pounds. thing? Yeah, a new thing. Okay, good. Do you notice a difference from going from portable to the 1,200-pound steel well, chamber? Well, if it worked, I would, but it hasn't been working lately. Uh, uh, 
Technology is great when it works. It's a big step to go from soft to hard. It, the many more things to work out. I work with facilities. Dr. Newbar in Florida, one of the early pioneers. Dr. Steenblock in, in San Clemente. And uh, some of my other colleagues in Fashion Island. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big pro pro proponent. But I'm still that, like, I, I just still so in love with. I'm going to allude to back to what you're talking about. Because CVAC goes up 20,000 feet, drops at 1,000 feet per second, and it's all these different programs. So it's changing up constantly. Your body will not adapt, which is kind of really important for the body to start releasing EPO, which is a very valuable hormone, which increases red blood cell but production. you got to watch you know, your hemoglobin and hematocrit don't mm -hmm. go too high. We do. We do. And uh, I've seen that on occasion, even with the live O2. Okay. And if you and if you alternate the oxygen concentration, what's high? What's too high? I mean, the the lab well, range six, references yeah, or, or even above that. Sixteen or seventeen. Oh, that's a high hemoglobin. Yeah, right. Ritikin once said, "You better be looking at oil-free diet because that artificially clumps up the blood, and then your body thinks it doesn't have so enough oxygen chronically, and that's where we can adjust for if you, so long as you put them on an oil-free plant-based. Well, you follow and, what I'm saying? I agree with oil-free plant-based. Absolutely. Right. And I, except for olive oil that I get from uh, Brian Johnson. Yeah, you know, he sells olive oil. I still don't buy into it depending on the amount. If yeah. it's a teaspoon, no big yeah, deal. Right. I rub it on the skin, though. You still get the, the benefits of absorption. Well, I think, you, you know. Uh, I'm just worried about the clumping. Ralph Moss talks about a 30% reduction in cancer. With a, with a tablespoon of olive oil. A well, day. a tablespoon's not that much. That's a relative reduction, Especially if you still. spread it out, ideally. Right. So because of, I want to maintain a hemoglobin that's relatively low or lower. I do. Do yeah, you? Yes. What's yours at? Well, 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 now it's a little high. Now it's about 17. I'm due for a phlebotomy. I, I've I, never had to do phlebotomy with, with, with what I do. You know. That's interesting. Uh, well, everybody's responsive. What, you, what are you using for testosterone? Because obviously that increases. Well, I, very minimal topical testosterone. Topical. But, but, and I don't okay. think that's it. I think it's more the live O2 or the hyperbaric oxygen. Interesting. And what I do is, instead of going to the blood bank to draw off a liter of blood, right? It's traumatic. They put a, you know, a 16 or gauge needle in you. You know, yeah. take it off quickly. Right. I don't like that. So I have a mobile phlebotomist that comes over to the house and does various tests, but I make sure when she draws a test, she also draws off a half a unit of blood and discards it. And I do that every two months so that over a period of year, I'm donating three pints of blood. Got it. And that keeps you know, the iron low and it keeps the hemoglobin low. Right. And, and you're doing it with a 21 gauge butterfly needle yeah, and, and, through, and that's you a know, good you size. Just, and you just, you know, you discard. You use a 10 cc um, vacuum tube. Got it. So, uh, you know, I've told this to several people, and they all—it's a good idea. I mean, sometimes it's not that easy to go to the blood bank. You got to make an appointment and drive there, and you know, and everything right. else. And, and then it, sometimes they can't get the veins because the needles are too big and so on. So so the concern with too high a hemoglobin, to put it simply, is too many red blood cells. It's like too much traffic on the freeway crowd, crowding to get through to the smallest capillaries. Blood viscosity. So if, if we keep that blood, quote, a little thinner, 
And there's certain specific ways, exercise, oil-free diet, uh, being able to hydration. modify one's h hormones and, and, and hydration. Sure. Uh, yeah. But that's affected by aldosterone and other hormones that hold fluids into the tissues. So right. uh, Dr. Jonathan Wright talks about that when you look at 24-hour yes. urine. Right. But, and he's the one that talks about, you know, uh, keeping your hemoglobin low. And, that, and that's the, he thinks the reason why women have the same heart attack rates as men after menopause is because they stop losing blood every month. They have about one point. Usually women should be about 14 hemoglobin and men not above 15 is right. what, what I look at. But when, after menopause, they, they equalize to men. Oh, that makes so, sense. I yeah, see what you're so, saying. So, uh, and the blood he, loss, yeah. And he cites a study of men who donate blood regularly have the same heart attack rates as premenopausal women. Got it. So I think it's a good prevention tactic and it's non-invasive and you know and if you're if you can keep up with it so how do you deal with sarcopenia and human frailty because you know clearly you're 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 either genetically a lean guy or you don't train with weights or you have structural issues that prevent you from training with weights where are you at with that and are using peptides growth hormone uh anything that will also improve because i notice with say testosterone pellets, it's a little easier to hold on mass. With the cream, it's a little harder because it regulates to DHT, estrogen, right. testosterone. There's different pathways. So I'm kind of a loaded question, but I'm I'm trying to lean into you to say, what do we need to do? Because a lot of the plant-based doctors, they don't eat the volume that I know it takes like a gorilla to eat. And and so, you know, how are you gonna get that volume without eating more protein? Because I know you don't have to load on protein to build up mass. Which There's isn't ways. that good. I know there are a lot of high-protein guys around. I don't know if you're one of them. No uh, way. I uh, never yeah. have been. I, I'm a low-protein guy. All right, good. I keep and, to be and, 20 and 40, no more than 80 grams of protein in a day. Well, that's, so that's low. So, uh, <laughs> uh, the, so I've looked at all of those things, and I vacillate back and forth about what to do. You know, I, I, I think the main thing is exercise. Michael Greger's new book talks about that. And Has he, he spoken yet? No, but He's coming I don't up. know if he'll talk— have you seen his new book? No, but he's here with it. hundred pages. Right. It's very thorough. And he's, but he, he may gave a lecture on low protein diets. And he says, uh, uh, there's no difference between low protein and high protein as far as muscle growth goes. I 100% agree. And 100% uh, so agree. You can't believe these guys that say you need 120 grams of protein. They're out of, they're out of league. Yeah. But, but you look at Lee Haney and he says, look, he eats 500 grams of complex carbohydrates a day, which he said on record when I interviewed him, it has a protein sparing effect. In other words, he can use far less amount of protein because it's encompassed within the whole food, within the potato, the rice, the fruit, the vegetable. Right, that's right. And you're getting all the protein you need easily met yeah. in positive protein uh, balance without any deficit. Nehemiah Delgado, he's a bodybuilder. He, he's in positive, uh, never ate it ounce of animal product in his life so i look at that and i say if lee haney who walks around in contest shape year round yeah and not having to starve himself like most bodybuilders who ramp up and bulk up on high protein diets and have to figure out how to cut i think that's the model to follow yeah i think so too and it's certainly good for your kidneys it's certainly good for longevity 100%. you know you may not be as much you know bulked up as some of these other guys but who well knows, i don't know about bulk it's marbling but you know yeah. that's not all percent lean mass because right. obviously they they all use synthetic 
but they're using not physiologic, they're using super physiologic dosages of hormones and testosterone. You and I agree that's not right, correct. Yeah. We want to kind of mimic close to that 20, 24 year old like my son sitting over there, you know, where the hormone levels are raging in a 20 year old and yeah. you, you and I, our bodies going, we can't what was testosterone? That. How do we produce it? And so we've yeah. got to use it exogenous, whether it be cream. I like pellets myself, but I only use them twice a year, literally. Yeah. Uh, but the, not the, much more. they go up and down dramatically with pellets. I mean, you know, I don't know if you can maintain a steady state. You and, don't have to. And, you, you, and it's you, really not physiologic because well, well, it, you know, it doesn't give a diurnal variation like uh, the cream would. Well, but, here's the question. Some of the other guys are doing microdosing with low 4 to 18 milligram of testosterone injections four times a week. One of my buddies uh, is doing it daily. And so I don't know that I, you know, I'd want to inject daily, but you know, you do peptides daily. It's just a little bit bigger. So bigger where needle. where do you stand on growth hormone now? I'm a fa I'm a big fan. I know Gregor and these other guys, but if you talk to her talk and you look at worldwide yeah, studies, right. And you look at the longest lived people, and then these dwarfs, and he goes, the dwarfs don't actually live all that much longer. And when you give them growth hormone, they all of a sudden come to life. Like, oh my gosh, this is what it's like to feel right. human and feel great. I mean, I I don't think it's a good thing to starve yourself and then also you know, be deficient in IGF and growth hormone. But I think it's throwing out the baby with the baby wash. You're saying, I agree, let's cut back on the quote animal protein. That's that's out of control. But let's get the IGF, but proper augmentation. I use oral bioregulars. Uh, now, where, where do you stand? Growth hormone. I use peptides. I cycle Which peptides with, do you use? All of them. I, I, I cycle with PT-141. I, I love Semarel and GHR2, GHR6. I will uh, go ahead and get TPV. Well, you see, you're asking the, the million-dollar <laughs> question. Some states can't get it. Right. Some can. So you have to work with clinics that have access to other states, and then they can get in, just like NAD. Right. I'm a big fan of NAD. I don't know where you're at with that, IV. Well, I'll tell you where I'm at. Okay, tell uh, me. <laughs> you know, I've used Ginfinity Lab to measure my own NAD. And, and I've used their products. And they said my level was the second highest of, of anybody they've ever measured. Why? Because I take two grams of niacin a day, regular niacin. Is niacinamide niacin. okay or, or no, niacin itself? It has to be niacin itself. Niacinamide. The one that the, makes you flush. That's right. But you work up to it. I can take two and a half, even three grams without flushing now because I'm used to it. You got to start out at maybe 25 or 50 grams and then slowly build up. Mm -hmm. a, and then so, uh, and I, there's a new, Andrew Saul just wrote a new book on niacin, the second, second edition. You know much about Andrew Saul? He's got a, a website called DrYourself.com. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's linked in with Orthomolecular News website. I look nice. at those every week. And uh, I think there's a big underuse of niacin. The people that take, he recommends three grams a day of niacin and three grams a day of vitamin C. And uh, I know. Can I use bioflavonoids? I'm not a big fan of the synthetic vitamin C. Yeah, you could use bioflavonoids. Okay, I prefer that. But, uh, but um, but I, Could I'm I use a, I'm niacinamide a, and niacin together? Well, no downside to uh, niacinamide itself, is there? Uh, well, it's metabolized in the liver. I think it can make your liver enzymes go up a little bit quicker. I monitor And it my depends liver on enzymes. the dose. They're and good. you're not going to, I don't think you're going to, uh, I've never tried niacinamide to raise NAD levels. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll work, and I, I don't think it'll be as easily tolerated. Are you okay with NADIV? Because I've had the inner discussion between Depends. the scientists where they say, look, the, the guy, very guy you mentioned, the Asian guy, uh, Gin, how do you say his name? Ginfinity. Uh, Ginfinity. Yeah, Dr. Shi. Dr. Shi. But what I'm saying is they both agree. One helps tissue 
One helps circulating NAD levels, and you need both. Uh, right. So why would I hold back when I'm trying to beat the aging clock? I'm going to use both. No downside well, using you both. Bring up, Is there? Uh, uh, you got to watch your liver enzyme. I do. You know, and watch your NAD levels. And sometimes you can get a little anxiety if your NAD is a stimulant. Is a stimulant. I don't know any anxiety. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Sometimes. So. Uh, now that brings up the subject of how young are you, by the way? Seventy-four. Seventy-four, nice. So I, I, uh, I'm catching up to you. All right. January fifth, I'm turning sixty-nine. Nice. So, what what's your position on these bio aging clocks? The True Diagnostics or Horvath or you know or any of the newer aging clocks? Do you think they're valid? Specifically, are you talking about? Uh, just just tell me, are you talking about the... The epigenetic aging clocks that are based on methylation of the CPG sites. Oh. That, you know, I don't know how much you've looked into it, but I have... I'm listening, so go ahead. I've looked in quite a bit, and I've tested several of them. That What they claim mm -hmm. is that there are certain sites on your DNA that are methylated or not, called CPG sites. Right. And that based on the pattern of that methylation, they can impute what your biological age is. At first, they only could tell you your chronological age, which, which really didn't matter, because everybody knows how old they are. But, but, uh, but now, they have different varieties. And what I mean by different varieties is they have a computer algorithm that analyzes the results and then tweaks the results. And they even have something called uh, biological proxies they claim that they can tell what your C-reactive protein is in your hemoglobin and any, any one of 30 other biomarkers by looking at the CPG methylation sites on your genome. And, and I don't believe that. It's better to measure those markers directly than look at the CPG sites. But that's, that's kind of an, a side story. Uh, what, what they don't tell you is that there are 28 million CPG sites on your genome. And the, even the best methylation clock per uh, seller only measures 900,000 of them. So that's less than 3%. Right. Okay, so they don't, but they claim, well, well these are the best CPG sites and we've studied all of this and they, it's a bunch of double talk, but they, they wanna sell you these tests. So you, you and, and there's also a great deal of noise in these tests, meaning there's a, a lot of variation in split sample study. You're good at analyzing uh, yeah, data. Yeah. I know so that. I, I, and, and, you know, and frankly, when you talk to some of these guys, they, to me, they look like, uh, I hope I don't get into trouble with this, but they seem like they're auctioneers. You know, they're fast talking, they drop a lot of terms, and they, you know, and they don't stop to define them. Or but you're pretty at, good at going back and looking up the terms yeah, and uh, yeah. defining them. Well, and, I know and the terms, them. but of course they, 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 they go past, you know, I, uh, I have a pretty negative opinion on a lot of these methylation clocks. Well, I'm glad you put it out there, you yeah. know, because and, people and, need to be more serious about evaluation data, and everyone wants to right. say, "Well, AI is going to solve everything." And, uh, and it's, they it's want aging is very complicated. And if you think you could take a blood test or analyze or run through a supercomputer and, and then tell you how well, what your biologic, it's ridiculous. The glycan age, the Morgan Levine's uh, pheno age. They, they all give different results. The, and then the other thing they don't, when you're studying methylation, 
you have to take into consideration whether somebody's taking a methyl donor, like yes. methyl B12, right. or they're taking niacin, which is a methyl consumer. So oh. if you're taking high-dose niacin, that's going to strip a lot of the methyl groups off the DNA. And indeed, people, even besides me, have noticed that when they, on, when they up their dose of niacin, even, not, even up to just a gram a day, their meth, methyl a, methylation biological age goes high, you know, in, in a, a matter of a week. So, Meaning they appear to be older than yeah, they should be. Right. Got it. You know who the, uh, this guy, Michael Lusgarden, you ever see his videos online? He, he's got some interesting videos. He's a, a Ph.D., I think, works out of Tufts. And, you know, I've talked to him a few times about this, and he's always touting his methyl methylation. Everybody wants to see if what they're doing is helping that. Okay. How, and, how do you feel about uh, multiple methyl donors, TMG, uh, G, DMG, phosphatidylserine, well, you know, uh, methylcobalamine? Uh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, right? Up to when a you point. Say if you need them based on the genetic SNP test, or what? What are you well, basing that on? If your homocysteine is high, okay, or, you know, or you, or you have a SNP that says you don't metabolize it as well, you may need a little uh, more methyl donors. But you got to balance that with the methyl consumers that you're taking, like niacin. Uh, I guarantee you, if you did one of these DNA methylation tests before you up your dose of niacin, and then, then wait till after your dose is high. You'll see a dramatic difference. I brought that to their attention, and they say they, they don't notice that. You know, what can you say? <laughs> My understanding of methylization partly is you're donating a CH3 molecule, and as that right. CH3 molecule breaks down, it's contributing to over a billion chemical reactions per second, right. and it's essentially powering the, the energy machine of the whole body. Yes. Well, and it, you know, it, it turns on and off the, the genome. As among other things that it does metabolically, uh, so it's kind of difficult to assess somebody's overall methylation status. Okay, and, and you know, and who knows what it's what methylation is actually doing all over the. It's just <laughs> right, uh, right. Nobody right. really knows. Here's one so thing. So I think the best thing to do mm. as an individual, yeah, is to be be learn about yourself as an N of one. Do your lab tests over a period of time. I have lab tests going back 30 years in, in I have volume. back to 1978. So I've been looking at blood for, right, blood uh, almost and 40, 40, 40 and, some and years. And another thing I had, I won't mention this company's name, but they do an O test and they do a, a nutritional test. And the nutritional test involves an O test, you know, an organic acid test. Okay, got it. So, have you you know about organic acids? A little bit. Go ahead. Yeah, they give you you know many you know maybe fifty or sixty metabolites based out of your urine test, and then they make recommendations and draw conclusions from this result. So, for first time ever, even though I've been doing these tests for years, I did a split sample test on myself. In other words, I took the same urine sample nice. and I put one in. In, you know, in their one test and one in another test. They both did, and they didn't know that. It came back dramatically different. Yeah, uh, yeah. You so, and I uh, do that with labs. I, yeah. I, 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 do you remember I talked about uh, sending a split sample on looking at delayed food allergy tests, which is like a food oh, compatibility. Well, I sent to four different laboratories. Yeah. 
and then I plotted the graph to see but on the this same is to sample. The same laboratory right. on the but, same day. Right. Not even the four labs. So you could. Oh yeah, yeah, my I gosh. You could imagine uh, the four labs all have a little different. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so well, you know, when you say, you know, that that's kind of something that's pretty revealing. But here's one thing that I wanted to call to your attention, and it's one thing that I've seen repeatedly, and it's hard for me to ignore at this stage in my career, and that is over a 45-plus-year period. As you know, I, I've been doing live blood analysis, which live blood is right from Merck's manual. There's a whole chapter, textbook. Yeah, I, we I think follow, it's good. We follow textbook, but here's what is, is, is really oxidology, and the scientists all agree it's observation, but here's one observation I've seen time and time again. I've seen these, what we call polymerized protein, these white holes in dry blood patterns. And the bigger the holes, the bigger the problem. And I've seen literally a number of cases a day before people have passed away. I've looked at their blood and I see massive free radical damage. I call it free radical, but it's we also term it as reactive oxygen toxic species. As viewed, not as empty space, well, I have but a polymerized protein. And I've seen, for example, with some of the therapies you mentioned, a lot of free radical damage. And I'm saying, okay, well, they're saying that's going to knock out microbes. Well, how many microbes do you want to knock out? We're loaded with microbes, good and bad. Are you knocking out selectively? Like, for example, molecular hydrogen claims to be a selective antioxidant um, ability, meaning it can knock out these uh free radical, selective antioxidant a marker, and knocks them out, and that might be good. And they say you don't want to have a low auric, uh, overall high auric value, because you need a little bit of well, free radical, the, the, the day but, before but selectively somebody, you want to get rid of the bad ones. Right, so let's go the, unravel well, that. Well, the day before somebody dies, you, yes, sir. Th their metabolism is going to be all over the place, including their oxidative stress. I would be more interested in seeing you know, what they were 10 years before they died you know, and all along their lifestyle. You know how many samples I've kept for 45 years with yeah. name markers? Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds wow. and thousands of samples. Well, I have a And I'm one of the only it. person with a data bank like that. I always wonder. I keep it secretly, but I'm now revealing to you because you're a nice scientist. We like to talk about these things. Well, when you look at this blood under the microscope, yeah. does it matter what the state of hydration is when you see clumping or... Not in dry blood, but in, in live blood, to a small degree, clumping yeah. is influenced by hydration. Some people will say it's grounding. So I said, okay, I'm sitting on my feet barefoot. I, I'm doing all the things. I'm holding your little device that's supposed to ground me. And then I don't see the cells separate much. Right. Not at all. But what I do see, without hesitation, anytime I see those triglycerides postprandial after eating, if they're about 150, 250 triglycerides coating blood cells, not much, not much clumping. When it gets over 400... 500, 700, oh, yeah, it's clumping everywhere. Right. And those, oh, of those little greasy molecules are coating Locking the blood cells, and they up. are sticking together. Yeah. And I can tap the living daylight out of it and redo samples, and they're still going to come to agglutination. Right. Rouleau, as you know in French, is stack of coins. So those red blood cells will stick together. There's what's called protein linkage, and you see them literally sticking. Well, you know, I've like always enjoyed your approach, Nick. I, I really have. I'm not <laughs> just not saying that for the sure. camera. sure. And we've talked many times over the years, and I think you're doing a great job. And and uh, well, and blood your doesn't lie, and everything. But That's people right. will, and and data but, will, but I've got will to go be manipulated. I, we got a, a plane right. to catch. Take care. Thank you.
This is Dr. Nick Delgado, author of 15 books, including my newest book release, Stop Aging Now. SevenPillarsCoaching.com. I have an irresistible offer that's beyond belief that will take your health, your relationships, your ability to perform as an entrepreneur in your work. This offer, just simply go to the Stop Aging Now. Seven, the number seven, PillarsCoaching.com, and you will see a free offer. It's a $1,200 value for absolutely free to get my downloads of my four best-selling books, Acne Be Gone for Good, The Skin Condition, Acne, by Dr. Sonia Batterisi and yours truly, Dr. Nick Delgado, Blood Doesn't Lie, Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy, and the newest release, Stop Aging Now, The Seven Secrets to Look and Feel Great. That's right. It's a $1,200 offer, and you get it for 30 days free just simply enter your information we'll send you the information to download and you get to review my books you get to get my online courses all of them you get to get a Wednesday mentorship with my top VIP group that is held every Wednesday 5 p.m. Pacific 8 p.m. East Coast Standard Time yours truly along with guests that I've invited germane to the subjects of how do you improve the quality of your sleep, how do you set your mindset to accomplish your goals, how to dramatically improve your fitness profile using my revolutionary 12-minute workout combined with flow training and stretch-type yoga movements and the incredible detoxification program, the nutritional Nutrify program, the right foods to select in conjunction with the specific herbs and how to basically accomplish your goals, rejuvenate your body, the latest on hormones, peptides, all of it is in this course. And in 30 days, you'll be able to get the results that you never, ever thought was possible. I guarantee these results and I'm backing it up with a free offer. Should you decide to continue, the continued program is very minimal, no more than a couple cups of coffee. And you're not gonna need coffee after you go through this program. Who's this for? Entrepreneurs, burned out housewives, individuals who wanna be peak performers in the bedroom, in the boardroom, and in general, take your relationships, your health, and your energy, and your career to a whole new level. Looking forward to helping you.